Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thursday, February 18th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, uh, the Indians made another announcement, uh, another uh, familiar face coming back to camp uh, in Arizona as pitchers and catchers reported yesterday, but the Indians are bringing back the veteran, the, the ever-present one, the left-hander, Oliver Perez. Uh, he's, he's back on a minor league contract. Uh, and, and really he's got a shot to make this club because he brings something that not a lot of other, uh, folks in camp have, and that's uh, a left-handed arm and, and a little bit of experience. Yeah, definitely. Joe, he is, uh, you know, the, to me, if you look at that 40 man roster and the guys and the spring training invites, they got a ton of pitchers, but not many experienced uh, lefty relievers. I think, uh, you know, Oliver showed last year that he could, you know, survive the, uh, you know, the three batter rule. He's got so much experience as a starter, a reliever, closer. So he's, you know, it's not like he's never faced a right-handed hitter before. So, you know, he's done a good job. Uh, he did a nice job against, against uh, a righties last year. I think they only hit 229 against them, you know, limited exposure, obviously only, uh, you know, 18 innings uh, in, in the 60 game sprint, but, you know, this guy's been around. This will be his, if he makes a club, this will be his fourth straight season with the Indians. And I was looking at his career stats, Joe, and, you know, he's pitched, this would be his 19th season in the big leagues, but the most he's ever been with one team is five years with the Mets. So uh, right. he's been, uh, you know, typical, uh, you know, reliever, a kind of a nomad reliever, you know. Uh, he's five years with the Mets, but in the three years that he's been with the Indians, his 139 appearances are the most with any club he's been with. So he, he follows the pattern of Terry Francona likes you. Terry Francona is going to use you. <laughs> That's uh, exactly right. Oliver Perez is the reason that, uh, that dads stick a, a ball in their son's left hand uh, <laughs> when he's, he's learning how to throw. Uh, he, he's the, he's the, the whole reason uh, he, uh, him being a lefty and, and being able to go out there and, and be effective, uh, uh, it, you know, and, and, and really a good guy to have in the clubhouse too. You, you could say that about a million different guys, but Oliver Perez is really a, a great presence and a good guy to talk to and a good guy to be around. Yeah. You know, and he's, uh, he carries that presence with him. You don't pitch 18 years in the big leagues by accident, you know, you, and so he's got that kind of 
cachet. He's got, and he's, uh, like you said, Joe, I think he's kind of a quiet leader. You know, when they had that problem with uh, police tech and Clevenger last year, you know, he spoke up and said he would have left the club if they brought him back. So, uh, you know, you don't, you know, that's a veteran kind of taking a step forward there. So, you know, I think he'll be a welcome addition. Hopefully he can still get people out. Yeah, that's uh, that that will be the determining factor. But what does this mean to, uh, you know, uh, the younger guys like a Kyle Nelson, like a an Anthony Ghost? Does this uh, obviously this puts uh, Perez ahead of them in the pecking order? Uh, do they still have a chance to make an impression or make a make the club in, in any way? I, I, I still think we haven't heard the last of, of either of those guys. Uh, maybe we'll see them at some point this season. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, Anthony Ghost is an interesting guy to, you know, uh, he's making, trying to make the switch from the outfield to the mound. Uh, we've seen him throws hard control is an issue. And Kyle Nelson, you know, we kind of, we had, he had one unfortunate appearance last year, you know, as his big league debut and it didn't go well, but we really haven't got a look at him. So I'm, you know, I'd like to see him uh, see what he can do this spring. And, you know, the opportunity is there, Joe, you know, there's, there's, that's what spring training's about. And uh, you get a chance to be in big league camp and, you're going to get a, get a chance to pitch. So, you know, just hopefully takes, uh, you know, makes the most of it. And not that, uh, not that Shane Bieber needs a, a security blanket, but uh, having Kyle Nelson around, having his good buddy that he trains with and was a college teammate of, uh, I'm sure Shane Bieber doesn't, doesn't necessarily need Kyle Nelson, but uh, uh, you know, the, uh, it just the, the fact of having him there probably makes Shane Bieber a little more happy and you always want to keep Shane Bieber happy. Definitely. All right. Uh, moving on, the Indians uh, yesterday sent out a message to their season ticket holders, and they offered their season ticket holders uh, an exclusive opportunity to buy tickets for spring training games, Cactus League games starting the 28th in, uh, in Goodyear. Uh, Goodyear Ballpark will be open uh, for a, a reduced capacity. There, there will not be uh, you know, a full stadium full of people for uh, Cactus League games for the Reds and Indians, but uh, the the seating capacity there is about uh, a little more than ten thousand, and I think they'll they'll have something like 2,500 uh, fans allowed at each game. They'll have to sit in pods of six, and there will be all sorts of different uh, regulations to reduce exposure to the COVID nineteen virus. But there there will be tickets available for spring training games, and that was something that was in question up until uh, just yesterday. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting, uh, you know, interesting development. I think uh, if what I understood, you know, they won't be, fans won't be able to sit right next to the dugout or right next to the field. They'll be pushed back, like you were saying, in, in special sections of the ballpark. Uh, so there's some distance between them and the players, but it's, you know, it's going to, I mean, just think about the, this, Joe. They, they went all season last year with nobody in the stands, basically, the Indians. Uh, you know, it was a couple families and friends toward the end of the year and in the uh, in the wild card games. But uh, it's going to be – I bet it's going to be – they're going to enjoy – the players are going to enjoy having people in the stands, no matter how many people are. And, you know, the, the really, they don't draw – with the exception of the Cubs and the Giants and a couple of teams like that, they really don't draw that, you know, like they don't have, they don't have sellout crowds at Goodyear ballpark. So that's just about, you know, maybe a little under the average of a, of a spring training uh, game attendance. 
Right. Yeah. Those, 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 maybe like the first game, you know, might have a little bit more interest or, or, or whatever, but you know, the crowd size isn't really uh, a huge factor. Uh, uh, the Astros are the only ones who, uh, who should really be worried about having more fans in the stands. I think uh, uh, throughout the season, because they didn't, they didn't get the full force of what was, what was uh, owed to them in the 2020 season uh, by going around to major league uh, ballparks and cities. But th that does bring up, uh, a, a discussion or a, a conversation about will the Indians be able to have fans in the stands at regular season games in progressive field when they get back to town starting April 5th for the home opener. Uh, we, uh, you know, I've spoken to uh, some folks with the Indians and the teams, the team's official position right now is that they are quote unquote hopeful that that will happen. I think uh, it, it's, it's probably likely that it will happen that they will have, fans, but it will be at some sort of reduced capacity. I, I don't think the, the governor is going to look at, you know, what happened. You, they had 1,200 or 12,000 fans at Browns games outdoors. The Cavaliers have 14% capacity of their 20,000 seat arena uh, across the plaza there. That's indoors, but, but still you're talking 2,500 uh, 2, fans each game for the, the Cavaliers. I got to believe that the Indians are going to, you know, be allowed to have more than the somewhere between that, uh, probably closer to what the Browns have in total. Yeah, that makes sense, Joe. I, I would think, you know, as long, the vaccine is out, uh, you know, people are more and more people are getting vaccinated um, against the virus. Um, like you said, it's outdoors. Uh, the only difference is it's every day, you know, as opposed to, to the NFL and the NBA. But I would think of social distancing, masks, you know, you're, you're going to be able to have some people in there. They desperately need that, you know, right. and, and we, then we'll go to, then we'll see, you know, about concessions and stuff, how that works. Right. I, I think all that still remains to be worked out what, what, what it's going to look like, but look at the, the guidance from Goodyear ballpark for ideas as to what, what's going to happen at progressive field. Uh, you've got at Goodyear, they're going to have to rearrange things so that fans come in, you know, the gates will be exclusively one way. You know, there are going to be one or two in gates and uh, one or two out gates. You're not going to be able to, to come in and go and, you know, come in and out of the same gate that, you know, right by the parking lot or whatever. Uh, it's going to be one way traffic in terms of that to, to help reduce contact and, and promote social distancing. Uh, you won't be able to have uh, any bags unless they're medical bags or diaper bags or I think clutch purses of five to five by nine inches, something like that. So, you know, the, what you're able to carry into the ballpark also, you know, changes. Uh, big change for the Indians this year that's already been announced. Uh, no physical tickets. Uh, ticketing will be all digital and, uh, you know, on your phones uh, that, that way. So uh, really, if, if you want to attend a ball game at Progressive Field this year, uh, you better have a smartphone. Because that's the only way yeah. to get into the park. Jeez. All of this is, is, is aimed at, you know, reducing contact, reducing the spread of the virus. And, you know, hope it, maybe they revisit things midway through the season as, as the virus, you know, continues to, to be diminished. And if it, if it continues to be diminished, but you know, again, that, the virus is going to tell us that that's going to happen, uh, not the other way around. Exactly, Joe. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, 
we're making some progress. You know, I think uh, there might be a light at the end of the tunnel here. Uh, I don't think we're going to see sellout crowds at the ballpark. Maybe in the, you know, the second half of next of this season, you know, the crowds will, you know, maybe more and more people will be allowed in. But uh, right now, you know, they've got to take baby steps and uh, just having some people at the ballpark is a plus. I'm, I'm tired of looking at cardboard uh, cutouts. With Indians baseball right around the corner, there's never been a better time for you to register for Indian subtext. Our subscriber-based service gives you the inside scoop and analysis on the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions. It's a great way to avoid the trolls on social media, and it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why should you sign up? Here's one of our subscribers, Bill from Arizona. I think it's great the way uh, uh, you guys have handled it this year and appreciate the fact that, you know, you usually, uh, when you're able, respond pretty uh, quickly, either just to me or to, you know, to, to everybody. And it's nice to have a little insight on some things and then maybe an hour or two later, the story will break. I kind of feel like I'm sort of, you know, on the QT in the know and it's fun. Bill and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the team and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or text Hoinsey or Joe at 216-208-4346. Again, that's joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or send a text message to 216-208-4346. We look forward to having you as a member of Indian subtext. All right. Well, one, uh, one player that's not a cardboard cutout and is going to be compensated uh, as not a cardboard cutout is uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, he of the 14 year contract extension uh, announced by the Padres last night, I believe $340 million. Uh, if, if Tatis is worth 340 and 14 years, what's Francisco Lindor going to get on the open market? God, I, th that is a great question, Joe. I'm thinking, you know, Tatis is what, 22? He mm -hmm. hasn't even played a full year, you know, you know game-wise in the big leagues. <clears throat> and he signs a deal like that. He's, he's played two plus two seasons, but not, you know, traditionally 162 game seasons. And jeez, uh, oh man, that's a lot of money. But and and what so 14 years he's going to be what 36 at the end of this contract maybe right you know if, if he makes it that far and if he doesn't get traded he doesn't get hurt but it, it's that's a that's a mind-blowing deal and the the Padres are just spending money left and right it's it's crazy what you Darvish they've got Blake Snell they brought in and then and then you add this guy I mean he was already with the club but Think about the White Sox. You didn't have to pay him right now. You didn't yeah, have to yeah. pay him. You yeah, didn't yeah. have to do that to yourself, but you did. And think about the White Sox, Joe. They let this guy go. Mm -hmm. James Shield, they traded him. He was like yep. a, just a part of a deal. And now he's like the face of the – not just the face of the franchise, but he might be the face of Major League Baseball. Yeah, that, and that's the thing is that you're, you're banking on his star quality as much as you are his ability in the field. 
That's that's not argued. That's not arguable what he can do. His talents on the baseball field. He's he's got that star quality, and he is the the man out there on the West Coast right now. It's it's him and Mookie Betts, you know, and and I guess Trevor Bauer, but but you know, it, it, you think about. Uh, <laughs> Anything west of the Rocky Mountains, you're, you're talking Tatis and Betts first. Those are those are the names that pop up. So, and there was a clip of him. Uh, this was a couple week, a couple months ago, or last month. He's playing winter ball, I think, this year. And his dad was managing, and you know, I can see the the Padres just cringing. Oh, they man. showed him going over near the fence to make a to make a catch on a foul ball. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking. Are these wow. guys crazy? <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, Tatis has played his last winter ball game. Yeah, it, he, he, with what he's making, he could own the winter ball league if he wanted to. Doesn't yeah. he? Doesn't need to play. That's uh, that's that's the way it's going to go. But well, uh, hopefully he stays healthy, Joe, and because he's a great player, and uh, I hope. Yeah, and hope he's he fun can, to watch. Yeah, he is, he is. fun to watch. Uh, and 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 that's, but again, that brings us back to where they're going to back up the, uh, the Brinks truck for Francisco Lindor because 340 million and Francisco Lindor is in line to become the, the, the $400 million player, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, the only thing I guess, you know, if you're sitting, if you're the Mets and you're sitting at, and the Padres give Tatis this money, he's 22, you know, you could say, well, Lindor's 30, 27, 28. Do we, do we give him, you know, are we really going to give him like, you're not going to give him a 14 year contract. That's right. It, it is, is 10 years out of the question is 37 years old, you know, too, too old to be doing what Francisco Lindor does. That's a reach to me. I, I don't know. As, as much as I like Frankie, I, I don't know if he, I don't know if it would be to his benefit to sign a 10 year deal, but it was like Mookie Betts. He did right. Or Mookie the, was thirteen. The benefit right? is the benefit is you're talking four hundred million dollars guaranteed if you sign that ten year yeah. deal. Uh, it, it's not out of their own possibilities that that Francisco Lindor gets four hundred million dollars. Yeah, well, he is in he is in the position he wanted to be in, and he's with the team he wanted. You know that could make that come true because it wasn't going to happen in Cleveland. Right. Exactly. That it, it all depends on how he plays this year. I think if he has a a 2017-2018 Francisco Lindor season. Uh, I think it's it, you. You give him the blank check and you say fill in your number, and that's yeah. that's what it's going to end up. Or being. we find out, you know, who if, if the Mets can't afford him, who can afford him? You know, that's that's uh, the the question. Or well, we'll find out where he wants to go if there's a specific team he wants to go to. Right. Uh, the system is broken. Anyways. Uh, Minor league uh, baseball releasing uh, schedules and timelines. Uh, really, sort of hopeful uh, stuff here, uh, uh, Paul. We're, we're really hoping to see minor league baseball play uh, a season. Uh, the the lower levels starting uh, around May, the the first week of May there, May fourth, and playing into mid to late September. Yeah, you know, with the uh, you know, obviously they had the season canceled. You know, spring training is. Uh, you know, only what 75 guys are in camp. Uh, that's, you know, 40 man and, and, you know, non-roster invitees. So that's probably the big league club and a good portion of your triple a club. So, you know, right now it looks like, uh, you know, these are uh, the Columbus, uh, the Indians triple a team will is scheduled to open April 6th, but I've been told that that is, you know, that is a tenuous date, you know, because if the, if there's a virus outbreak in spring training, 
you know, I think uh, instead of reporting to, uh, to Columbus, the uh, extra players, the 28 man, you know, team that they've got a name when, they, after they named the 26 man opening day roster, they would go to an affiliate, you know, an alternate training site. So, you know, that, that is up in the air. I think it's, it's firmer to uh, the, the double A and, and single A uh, schedules are a little bit more uh, firmer. You know, the double A will start, double uh, A Akron will start on May 4th and a uh, single A uh, Lake County and Lynchburg are scheduled to start on May 4th as well. And, you know, they'll play, you know, well into September, like September 19th to uh, complete 120 game season. So we'll see how that goes And there. You know, there's been some changes in this, the scheduling, you know, the details of the scheduling, every, every series is going to last six games, Joe. So, you know, with six games against the same team. So you could, let's say the rubber ducks have a, a two, you know, a two, uh, like a 12 game homestand. They're going to, they're going to be against two teams and two different teams. Be, yeah. And there's going to be an off day every week, which is, you know, uh, really uh, just to, I think, you know, the, the, this, the contained scheduling will be, you know, to just to reduce the uh, exposure to the virus, you know, also get an off day as well. Every yeah, week. Reduce, it'll reduce exposure to the virus, but if you've got a five man pitching rotation and uh, you're, you're running a kid out there, he's going to face the same team twice in one, in one series. If you're talking six games in a row, uh, who knows They've got enough guys that they can, you know, flip flop and, and move around to probably avoid a situation like that. But, but a six game series—that's a six game series—seems like a lot. Yeah, um, and you know, I think maybe there'll be some fluidity in the in the rosters. Usually, what they're twenty five man rosters in the minors, so maybe they'll be able to, uh, you know, loosen that up. Sounds very interesting. Uh, and also, uh, you mentioned no uh, no playoffs, no postseason. No, uh, po no yeah, no postseason. They want to. They're really concentrating on getting the the regular as many regular season games in as they can after you know not playing at all last year. All right. Well, Hoinsey, we are due uh, at some point today to speak to uh, Chris Antonetti via Zoom, uh, as well as uh, several players, uh, including Zach Plesac and Cal Quantrill and Roberto Perez. Uh, I believe Adam Plicko is on that list and, and maybe even uh, Carl Willis. I think uh, the word from the Indians is that Tito uh, is completing his intake and won't be available to talk to us until uh, possibly tomorrow. So uh, that's a, another interesting thing to, to, to keep an eye on, but I, I don't think that's alarming in any way. It's just, uh, you know, some more, more semantics than anything else. Uh, but yeah, this is it. We, we, we get to start, uh, you know, seeing the faces and talking to the guys and, and, and getting going here with, uh, with camp. Yeah. The zoom calls of, uh, the charge of the zoom calls has started. All right. Heinze, we will talk to you again tomorrow here on the Cleveland baseball talk podcast. Mm -hmm.